0: from having a leader uh, at a company who speaks the language uh, and understands the needs and and the pain points of the industry. Uh, The founders have identified me on a year one when they started building a product. If you talk to them, they'll tell you a story that they got in touch with me and I ignored their email. Um, That allegation is completely false. I don't think I received their email, but it is possible that I do receive many emails, one of which I managed to not see. Uh, four years later, their, um, their investor got in touch with me and asked me to uh, to join the Pro as a CEO. Uh, and in all transparency, I initially declined because remember I was a very happy lawyer and I was telling people what to do. It doesn't get better in life than that. Uh, but then I, I met the founders. I was very impressed with, with the technical abilities of the team. I'm a sort of tech lawyer, product lawyer by design. I take things apart. So I was very impressed with the CTO who understood lawyers. You know, I, I always uh, supported CTOs and, and, and product people and I understood them quite well but they never quite understood me. The first time I was understood by a CTO <laughs> is at my company. Um, and then uh, I really liked the product. I realized that if I were the, the general counsel I would have been a happy customer. Uh, I then asked for two things. I asked for a product to take apart and for the customer list for me to talk to uh, it turns out that I, I've known many general counsel who were our clients, and I was actually driving uh, around Bay Area and, you know, and, and calling uh, all over the United States asking uh, my, what I thought, friends uh, to talk me out of the nonsense of giving up the practice of law and being the CEO, and actually what I found uh, was like a different conversation. All our clients at the time were encouraging me to join because they really, uh, felt that the company could benefit from uh, the insider joining and, and really wanted to make sure that the company continued to grow. So my network was talking me into it. So very serendipitously. It took me about six months to go from hell no to hell yes. Um, and I guess in retrospect, I now have been on the job for about a little over a year. Um, You know, for me, the future of law has been, I guess, something I did on the side through the conversation on my Above the Law uh, uh, column and my ACC column and my Bloomberg column in my numerous books and my conversations at ABA, ACC, and various other forums. I always thought of it as a hobby that I enjoy, that I'm not going to be paid for. It only took me 15 years to realize that you can be paid for things you love. So you can to some extent say that I'm a slow learner. So that's the task and that's why I'm here and that's the value we were adding.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing Olga. In, in one bullet point, can you tell me why I need Parlay Pro and why why lawyers, especially internal lawyers need Parlay Pro in their companies? One bullet.
0: Three bullets, uh, but one word. <laughs> uh, efficiencies, collaboration and transparency. We will transform your contracts from toxic assets that you write and take away so nobody ever sees unless there is, God forbid, litigation to actual digital assets that will help you understand what happens in your contract before and after signature in creation, negotiation and management. You will learn from your mistakes. You will learn from your successes and you will speak the language of business when you interact with the rest of the company.
1: Thank you, Olga. I'm going to switch over to Steve in a second, but um, one of the questions we just got is directly relevant, so I'm jumping in here, and somebody asked me how I picked uh, the three of you to be uh, panelists today, and as as people who follow me know, I'm really passionate about AI and the practice of law and how the practice of law is evolving, And and Part of that uh, came from my experience uh, trying to adapt my own law practice, leaving big law at DLA Piper, where I used to uh, uh, maintain a large law firm practice, to my new boutique law firm, uh, where I'm really trying to fill a gap in the market uh, for people that really need high-touch, uh, effective uh, law law solutions at, at with strategies and at price points that make sense. And so each of our panelists here um, have amazing solutions that I I think uh, are changing the way uh, we practice law and are helping me elevate my boutique practice to compete with uh, big law firms. I don't have hundreds and hundreds of people anymore at my disposal. uh, And and, uh, these technical solutions really allow me to up my game and do what Olga laid out in her five bullet points, uh, namely um, uh, accuracy, efficiency, and 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 cost. And so that brings me over to Steve because uh, when I engaged my in my little boutique law firm, my first uh, sell side M client, I was across from a large Wall Street law firm uh, that is very well known and 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 very. Uh, um, Uh, uh, prominent in in representing private equity firms. And so here I am against a big private equity firm and a big Wall Street law firm. And how was I going to compete and right away, I I remembered Kira from my days at DLA Piper and how we had tried to implement this artificial intelligence solution uh, to do due diligence uh, at scale with efficiency and accuracy. Um, I had never been the guy operating uh, the the system, uh, and I didn't know exactly how it worked. And I got quickly connected to Steve's team, and we were able to quickly sign up a subscription, implement the product, and deliver a data room and disclosure schedules that um, absolutely rocked the deal and, and made everything go smoothly. And, and so um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kira. So sorry for that long intro, Steve. Uh, but I would love to tell you, to, for you to answer the same question Alex and Olga did, you know, how did you all bring Kira from idea ideation to the market? And um, how quickly were you able to sign up a customer?
2: First of all, it makes me so pleased to hear that story because uh, it's one of those things that uh, I think we always imagine people would be able to do to compete and do, you know, the, it's one thing to be more efficient. It's one thing to be so dramatically more efficient that you can do something you would never would have been able to do before, right? With the people that you have. And to, and to me, that's like one of the really cool things that I hear sometimes about Kira. Um, I got involved with Kira after the, pro- the initial product was uh, was already developed. So uh, I met the, one of the, the CEO co-founder uh, when I was uh, still working at Thomson Reuters and I was managing a business unit there, um, and I was just sort of blown away with what the product did. It was um, just the co-founders and a couple of developers at a time, and at the time, and it took them uh, about three years. So I, I think that is we have like some good data points that three years is about the amount of time that it takes to build something. Um, interestingly, they, they had, uh, uh, just as uh, Olga was saying, like a real problem they were trying to solve. Uh, Noah Weisberg, the CEO, was a, a wild, Gottschall M&A lawyer who had done a lot of diligence and thought there had to be a better way, right? And he found our other co-founder, Dr. Alexander Hudek, who is a machine learning postdoc uh, at University of Waterloo. And they thought they would be able to use e-discovery technology to apply it to contracts with some modifications that did not go so well as the story goes. Uh, in the first uh, six months or so, they tried and, and realized that they, they were gonna fail uh, doing it that way. So they had to pivot and develop their own machine learning technology that was um, targeted at finding the kinds of concepts that are in clauses and contracts. So fast forward uh, two and a half years and I you know saw a demo at a conference and we started talking. And um, as a former lawyer myself, understanding the pain point of that contract review—just how difficult it is to do that um, efficiently, uh, and how impossible it would be, Louis, for a firm like yours to do that. Uh, you know, I, I sort of thought, "Wow, that's really interesting." I wonder if there's any way to work with with these guys, um, and it just worked out. Like uh, about six months later, this was now uh, about six years ago. Um, I, I met Noah. But six months later, uh, they, they had uh, just signed a, a first big customer and were able to think about bringing on a larger team. So I came in uh, with that uh, for sort of wave of hiring uh, to build out our sales and marketing organization and then eventually product management. And today we're 240 people. So it's uh, it's been quite a quite a ride since then.
1: Question from the audience, Steve, for you. Um, do you see CLM, how do you see CLM competitors relative to CRA, CRA? And maybe you could tell us what CLM versus CRA means. And then just as many firms are getting CLM, how do you sell to each of them the next level of tech, adopting next level tech when they don't have the basics yet?
2: Well, that's a great question. Uh, kind of goes back to what I was saying uh, briefly on the slide where there are just so many different tools, right? So, um, Akira, we're focused on really one thing, which is helping you find uh, and analyze the content of the contracts, right? And so we actually uh, partner with uh, CLM companies uh, that use our tech uh, behind the scenes in some, in some cases already, um, and I think in the future probably increasingly, in order to do analysis of contracts as they move through the system. So, um, I think CRA was probably meant to stay. I, I don't not, I'm not sure what that acronym was intended to be, uh, but probably contract review and analysis is my guess, which is what, what we do. Um, so yeah, so our, our product, uh, yeah, it is designed for lawyers and other professionals who need to go
1: through usually contracts in bulk, but sometimes in, in smaller numbers for, for not just MA due diligence, but also